Hey, this is Jared from After Grace, listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. Hey, this is Cody from After Grace. You're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with emerging artist After Grace. After Grace's latest single, It's Okay, Feel This Way, is out now. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans, by Christian music fans. The Christian music guys are working on all sort of exciting things coming up. Uh, we will be busy during the summer. Uh, we are revamping our whole website. We got merch coming out. We'll be at a, a several shows, uh, several shows in the fall and the winter. So um, a lot of exciting interviews coming up. And um, also, Make sure you check us out on WJIE every week at Tuesday, uh, on Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, We are on there every week. If you don't live in the Louisville, Kentucky area, you can always download their app or go to their website um, at WJIE.org and uh, on on the website and uh, just let them know that you love hearing us. And um, yeah, so just all... um, kinds of exciting things coming up and um stay tuned make sure you um subscribe to our podcast uh, on apple music and we are on youtube now uh, at christian music guys the at symbol christian music guys and check out our latest videos on there subscribe hit the bell button on there that way you never miss a video and um yeah like i said this is exciting uh, things happening and you want to be a part of it and you don't want to miss it. Today's guest is After Grace. We have Cody and Jared. Guys, thank you so much uh, for chatting with us this evening. Yeah, thank you guys for having yeah. us. For sure. Appreciate being here. Excited about it. Yeah. So when we uh when we go to interview our, our guests. We kind of do some Instagram stalking sometimes to just to get some dirt uh, to start off the interview right off the bat. We've, we've been labeled a few times as the Christian TMZ. So we're going to start off uh, back at, back at the end of April. Uh, Cody, uh, you decided to wear some cow uh, skin. Yes. Uh, over I, you draped. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some, some cow material yeah, let's, over let's be you. Let's proper with how and, we're uh, saying you, this now. Let's get it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So um, you said caption this. So I, I'm just wondering if this is going to be like a uh, an album cover that you guys have in mind. Uh, so- or. Or did you already have a caption in your head and you were just seeing what other people would say? Basically, we were doing uh, new press photos and that was just laying in the studio place. We took the pictures. And so Jared was like, dude, you should try this. Because I was wearing this big trench coat thing that I would only ever wear for a show or something. We actually had just bought it that morning at a store because we were like, hey, this looks cool and it's on clearance. So why not take it to the shoot? (laughs) And then there was this cowhide land there and we were like, Hmm, why not? So it was just kind of a goof off picture, but the photographer went ahead and edited that one for free because he thought it was cool or whatever. So then I was like, eh, might as well do something with this. So let's just post it and see what people say. Uh, 
maybe maybe your Patreon fans could you know <laughs> yeah. get a sneak peek. Yeah, of that, maybe you so. Know, when they <laughs> J- Jacob, I could only wish that that was the album cover. I can only wish. it's definitely an epic um picture with uh you are you are definitely it's like you're one with the cowhide like you are you are Mm. being i mean uh, if you wore that if you walked into five guys you'd probably get burgers (laughs) free for life i mean Oh man. man. You might get hired as the spokesperson. I would take it. There's money. There's money. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) They they could sponsor you guys. I would wear a shirt on on yeah, I'd wear that on stage for sure. We could put their logo up actually on the screen behind us. So we can do it, man. Yeah. I'm sure you can find some Babel verse uh, you know. Oh yeah. Regards to of that, sure, sure. Five, five guys, yeah. Just give me a minute. I got. I'll get something for you. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, to reel it in here, um, how did y'all get your start into music? And was it being brother in laws? Was it something that you all were just like, I don't know, like, yeah? Just tell us how how that happened. Um, yeah, Cody, well, you want to take a stab? Or you want me? Uh. I'll go first and give my side of the story, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, you know, Jared and I have known each other since we were little, like single age, single digit age, um, elementary school and all that stuff. So we grew up okay. together as well. So it wasn't one of those things where we didn't just meet um, after Jared and my sister got married or anything like we've known each other for a long, long time. Um, and. Growing up, we both probably in preteen, early teenage years, we both started getting into music somewhat. Jared a little more so at first than I did um, with different things we were doing in school and such. And um, But then we started playing together some in junior high and high school and then did some worship things together. Um, then um, after we graduated we kind of separated out of each other's lives for a few years and then got reconnected um with everything and i'll let jared share some of that but then we kind of got back together doing some music again and then after that it was kind of like hey let's uh we feel like god has called us to this and opened some doors later on down the road as we got going and we've just been going ever since yeah yeah, I I, uh, I married Cody's sister, and so that's that was well it, what brought brought you know us back together essentially. You know, I I'd, uh, I moved away back to New Orleans where I was born, and um, you know f- felt God calling me back to uh, to the Ozark Mountains. And uh, yeah, I, I married Cody's sister, and then you know Cody, Cody and I, like you said, we we played music together for you know for years at that point, and we were still in our early twenties. Um, and so, yeah, and, and our passion for music has always been there, even as, even as teenagers, you know, we have, we did the whole high school band thing, you know, uh, the typical high school band, <laughs> garage band kind of thing, you know, we, we did all that and have lots of embarrassing videos that we've tried to block from the internet and all that good stuff, you know, so, uh, so we, we've got a long, long oh, yeah. history of playing music together for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, music is in our blood. It's in our, it's our passion. It's, and it's our calling as well from God. And, 
So it's just, uh, it's really cool. Like, I mean, we're, we're not blood brothers, you know, so we're not like the Jackson five or the Jackson two, if you will. Uh, but like, we still, we still <laughs> are, you know, are drawn together, um, you know, by our love for music and, and ministry through music. And it's been a bond that, you know, it, uh, up to this point has been unbreakable. Yeah. That's awesome. That's I was, awesome. I was wondering if there was a, I think what I was trying to say when I was uh, saying with when you all being like brother-in-laws was I was trying to say, did you all have like a stepbrother moment where it was like, oh, did we just become best friends? <laughs> like the Drake um, and Josh thing or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I, no. I don't think so because like I said, we were friends from such a young age. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, Jared and I were already really good friends before, Jared and my sister ever were interested in each other. Right. So mm-hmm. we already had a relationship just from young childhood on up. So I don't know if there was ever like a interesting story moment where we were like, Hey, let's play music together and be good friends. You know, it was kind of like we had just built that up over yeah. the years from growing up with each other. I think anyways. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you were like, Oh, go ahead. Go I was going to say, you know, we're, we were, I was just going to say, you're like, <laughs> we were, I remember, I remember our, our, our first gig together, you know, we were probably 15, 15 years old and we played like, uh, we played at a, a Saturday. Um, it was like a Saturday, like youth event kind of thing with like area churches, area youth groups. And like, we weren't the worst, we weren't even the worship team. <laughs> like we were just, we were just like, we want to play. <laughs> like we, can we, can our band play at this thing? And like, we just went up there with two acoustic guitars and played like, two songs or something like that it was it was really lame but we were really excited about it what i was gonna say is so you guys were kind of like keenan and kel you were just best buds yeah, your whole life up, man. orange know. soda yeah. and all you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so new orleans uh i've never been there but my wife has been there and she bought she brought back the time that she went with uh these Pecan pralines mm. with dipped in mm. chocolate were like incredible. And I forgot the name of the place, but she said it's like the only place like, well, I'm, I'm sure there's several, but she said that was like the place. All the locals told her to go to this place and get them. And they were, they were awesome. Yeah, New Orleans is home to like all kinds of magical food, man, for sure. It, yeah. <laughs> So your all's uh, your latest single, uh, "It's Okay, Feel This Way." You know, when I heard it, uh, it really ministered to me, and in a lot of a lot of ways. But uh, I want you guys to to share the story behind this song, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, this song is one that's very personal um, to us um, as a family, and uh, for me in particular. Um, so backtrack kind of to get the setup for where the song came from so in 2020 we all went through that amazing year right um as i'm being sarcastic you know with things getting shut down and the whole world just got put on pause for a while and it was crazy for everybody and everybody in the world you know felt the effects of this and went through so many things and um in the last week of august i believe um, we were going to go 
we were in Arkansas where we lived. It didn't shut down too crazy at first um, because we were so out in the country still. You didn't see the effects much of it. So nothing was like, hey, you can't go anywhere. We weren't locked down too hardcore or anything like that at the time. And right at the end of August, we had a planned um, a get together with my parents. Um, so my wife and I and our kids and Jared and my sister, we were all going to go to my parents' house and eat dinner. They lived about an hour and a half from where Jared and I lived um, at the time. And right when we were about to go, we got a call from my mom and she was like, hey guys, sorry, um, we're going to have to cancel and reschedule. Dad and I have COVID. So, you know, just be praying for us. And we were, you know, we were all just like, oh man, so sorry to hear that. Praying for you guys. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Right. And then fast forward a couple weeks, what that couple weeks turned into was not seeing my dad ever again. It was the end of that couple weeks was the funeral for my dad. Um, from COVID. He was 55 years old, um, pastor of a big church in a small town in Arkansas. And for whatever reason, he was one of the ones that it, it affected in a crazy way. He got sick. And then that couple weeks later, he was gone. And it happened so fast, so out of nowhere. We were not prepared for that. Um, it, it shook us all to the core because we were a very tight family. And my dad and I, were really close. I, you know, considered him my best friend. I would go to my dad for everything, talk to him about anything and everything. I asked him for advice always before I made decisions, even if it was horrible advice, you know, I would still listen to my dad because he was my dad and I trusted him with those things. Um, and so it was just hard for all of us. And there was a time going through that where months to follow Jared and I both we were playing when things kind of opened back up in 2021 and started to ease up a little bit and shows were coming back and some things that had been rescheduled. When we got out and about again, we can both honestly say that uh, we were probably out touring, playing shows and worshiping Jesus in front of a lot of people. And we both didn't even know if, uh, if we even believed it anymore. Um, because that that moment shook our faith to the core in a very hard way. And it was just one of those things we had to come out of. And we're on the other side of that now. We still grieve. We still miss dad. But, you know, it's we're seeing some yeah. healing and reparation there within ourselves. And just thankful for that, that God has helped us walk through that. But the person that probably was affected, I won't say the most, but in a way that was very traumatic for them, was my son. Um, his name's Camden. He was six when dad passed away. And him and my dad, as much as my dad and I were best friends, I mean, it's kind of that thing you hear from grandparents to their grandkids. It's like a whole different level of spoiling and hanging out and buddy, buddy stuff, you know, like, uh, yeah. my kids called dad pop pop. So my son and pop pop were BFF man. Like they did everything together. Dad took him hunting, fishing, bought him all kinds of stuff, stuff he didn't need. They were just always together. They went to sporting events together, loved hanging out together. And so when dad passed, um, it was really hard on my son. And shortly after um, he passed away, when we, we got back, we put, the, put Camden back in school um, after the couple weeks off with the funeral and everything. And he um he started going through this 
weird phase and my wife and I didn't know what was going on with him. He was angry all the time and yelling and hitting. Uh, the principal actually called us from the elementary school and was like, hey, we don't know what's up with Camden, but he's close to getting expelled from from here because he's just acting wild and yelling at teachers and hitting kids. And we told her what had happened. And then we met some and we kind of got down to it that, okay, the loss of dad has affected him in a way that's more than just kind of the grieving process. And it was one of those yeah. things that when we, we finally confronted him and my wife and I were like, son, what's wrong? Like, we love you so much. What's happened? What's going on? And he just looked at us and he said, mom, dad, I just miss pop pop. And I wish he was here. And I don't know why he's gone. And even today, a few years later, um, going on three years this year, we still see the effects of it in my son. Like I know when kids grow up, they change obviously, but he had such a joy and passion about life that after dad passed, he doesn't really have that anymore. Now he still has fun. He's a fun, happy go lucky kid. Right. But he just had a shift in his emotional state in his life. And it still affects him today. He still cries yeah. about it. He still um, sleeps with his um, blanket that my mom made him that has pictures of him and my dad on it. And he still just misses him so much. And we we went through counseling with him and stuff, and he's better now, but just still grieving a lot. And this song is just one that just kind of came from the heart of wanting to write a song for him from me just to let him know that man, no matter what he goes through, that as his father, I want to help him in any way I can and just be there for him. And then I also want him to know that he has a heavenly father that wants to help him through those things as well. And just not to hold it in and be okay with not being okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to talk about your feelings because if you don't, they'll eat you alive. They really will. And I just want him to know that it's okay to open up. And I know, you know, as men, we all want to be tough and strong and act like we've got it all together all together all the time. But sometimes that uh, isn't the best route to go. You know, we have to, we have to be okay with telling people what's going on, and trusting people to speak into us. And I just want him to know that I'm here for him always. And I love him so much and that God loves him as well. So that's, that's kind of the heart of that song. I know that was kind of a long, long talk there, but that's, that's where that song comes from. No, it's, that's really good. Um, uh, you know, when I heard that song, it, it's, it's powerful and, uh, don't want to go into the whole story, but, um, our listeners have heard this before. And, uh, back in end of August of 21, uh, the last week of August, I got diagnosed with COVID and, uh, first time, I mean, I've known people that have had it several times, but I got it for the first time. And, uh, it was, it was really bad. It was, um, it took my oxygen. I, I wasn't breathing. Uh, my wife took me to the emergency room. I didn't want to go. And, uh, they took me and, um, it was, my oxygen was like in the sixties. Wow. It was, it was really bad. And, um, they put me on oxygen and ended up doing double oxygen. Like I had the just double oxygen. It was like a bag on my face and then another oxygen and cr crazy stuff. And, uh, the first night or no, the second night, my wife was, they let her stay in, in ER 
and even though that, that no one was allowed, you know, in the hospital. Uh, so she was in there and, uh, the doctor looked at her and she said, uh, you might want to go home and prepare your kids, wow. uh, cause it's not looking good. And, uh, I'm like in and out of it and she's just weeping over me and, and crying and I'm just believing God, you know, and, um, he turned it around. I don't know. I don't know why he chose me, you know, cause you know, a lot of personal people that we've known that Chris and I have known have, have passed away and, but, but God chose to heal me here on this, you know, on earth. And, um, it was crazy. It was the craziest thing to experience, um, being in the COVID IC. I was in their hospital for 14 days, 13 and a half days. And, uh, just being in the COVID ICU was just dark. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, it was, it was very sad and somber. And then once, uh, got out of there. Um, you know, it was like they moved me up to the next floor and it was just like life. I was just like, wow. But, um, yeah. So that song is, that's, it's, it's powerful. And, and I love how like it's, it's, it's cool, fun. I don't know the, the correct word that you want to use. Um, but it, it's, it's cool to see God use those situations and turn them in into different. So when Jacob got COVID and, and he was going down, whenever like he came back, he was like, let's start this podcast. And we've seen like story, like heard story after story of like different things on um, how this has affected people's lives. And then with, you know, you all and Cody and your father, um, this song and the amount of people it's going to touch and already has touched. Um, it's just cool to see, God turned that around and use something that's, you know, especially in the middle of it is just the worst and like, so, so hard and dark. Um, but turning it around to where, I don't know, there's just life giving and just life that's being brought breathed, um, from different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Think, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things about, about enduring, you know, um, about enduring hardships in the Christian faith is that, you know, we know that all things work together for the good of those who are, you know, that he loves and is called according to his purposes. And so like, we, we have that promise that, you know, Christ, <clears throat> Christ is allowing us to be not tempted, but tested. Right. It, but, but it's the testing of our faith, mm -hmm. you know, that endure, like that produces like, like endurance and patience and like pure and perfect love. And like, you know, we, we learn from those moments. We learn from those seasons. Um, but, but most importantly, like God allows us to endure those things so that we can be hope for, for others. Right. So that others can know that like, even yeah. in sorrow, there is, there is a silver lining and that like, there is hope that is, that is genuine yeah. and it is real and it's tangible. Um, and, and you know, that the darkness will not last. It only lasts for the night. The joy does truly come to Yeah, so with the song more than ever, was it kind of written? Was it written around the same time? So, uh, that more than ever was written in twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty one. Um, okay. and it's okay was written last year. Um, I believe like 
August of 22. Um, but yeah, okay. more than ever, it, it was one of those songs that it's a little more kind of positive and hopeful. You know, it's not as personal somber. It's yeah. a little more kind of streamlined in that message. But that is majority of our songs we have released besides a couple in the last couple of years. And we've released quite a bit. They've all kind of come from the just the emotions and what we went through with with going through losing dad and and how crazy of a of a time that was for our family and that's what more than ever when when I was in the writing session for that song it was one where I was talking about how you know I mentioned that Jared and I were kind of went through a few month period where we were just kind of praising Jesus just because it's what we do for a job and we were getting paid. We didn't really believe it at the time. We were just kind of going through the motions and putting on a show kind of thing. And following up on that, we started, my family started getting messages and phone calls, Facebook messages, all kinds of things like that from people we didn't even know. And they were telling us about stories of, Hey, I met your dad however many years ago. And man, he came and visited us in the hospital and all these different things like this, like your dad called me, he doesn't know me, but someone told him we needed prayer and he called us and prayed for us. Uh, your dad and his church brought us food when we were down and out and your dad helped us with different things, just all kinds of sto- all these stories. And I've never met these people, didn't know who these people were. And they were just talking about, we just wanted to say that your dad showed us a little bit of Jesus and how he lived and we're thankful to have even met him for a moment. And all those things is what really kind of brought me back. And my faith perspective has shifted a little bit in the way I view life and view some different things. But more than ever is a song that comes from going through that traumatic experience now has brought my faith further. And I believe in God more now than I ever used to before I went through those things. I view things differently but just the the core values yeah. of faith, I believe in those things more than I ever used to before. So, um, what what does the the writing process look for you guys when it comes to to writing your you know your music your material? We kind of it it varies from song to song and session to session. You know, it's one of those things where sometimes we may go into a room and have an idea that we've been feeling. Or maybe we have a melody that's in our mind, something that we think is catchy and fun, or a lyric we've come up with, or there's times we've written a good chunk of a song out, and we go into a room and kind of flesh that out. And sometimes we go into rooms, and it's like, hey, guys, we don't really have anything that we want to really chase today, so what what does everybody in the room think is something we all want to chase together and try to come up with something fresh in the room? So we just try to be very um, flexible with with the writing process. We don't we don't ever want to be so hands on and control it so much that we kind of defeat the creativity that comes from other people and other writers. Um, so we always want to to be as flexible as we can with those things because, man, that's where the beauty of songwriting comes in. Because when you have someone that maybe you've never met, you've never written with but they bring a perspective to something that is so fresh. And you're like, I never would have thought to sing it or write it that way, but that fits so good. You know, that's, Mm. that's kind of the beauty of it is just being flexible 
and allowing everyone in the room to have input and just kind of put the heads together and write the best song we can. Yeah. I think, I think too, if you guys, when you're writing your music, if you wore that cow, <laughs> you know, going to the, going to the writing room with that on, man, you guys would be in some spire with some good lyrics right yeah, there. That's, that's prime inspirational <laughs> content right there. Seriously. <laughs> I probably, I probably couldn't, I probably could write a whole album in about 30 minutes if I walked into a writing session with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's awesome. That's definitely a uh, like when you when you leave the writing room, you just drop the mic and walk that's out it, with your hide on your back. It, it's just like, oh, we got, we out. We got at least twenty hits right here. Uh, <laughs> and you walk out, walk out, just going. That's it, man. You know, you know oh, everything man. that everything that we've we've released since twenty twenty, um, <clears throat> we've we've done so like with, with a lot of intentionality, um, you know, that like Cody was explaining the process of how, you know, the process of how songs will come together and and how it does vary. But, you know, for every one song that's released, there's probably 20 to 30 that aren't, you know, and, and, um, you know, I would, I would say everything that we've released since, you know, simple things, which was the, the first song we released in 2020 has been, you know, with a lot of intentionality around who we want to be as an artist and, you know, the message that we want to, we want to send and, um, you know, they, yeah, like, like h- how we want to be portrayed and, and also being true to ourselves. you know? So, um, yeah. And, and, and man, there's, you know, everything that we've released since 2020, there's, uh, there's like a wide array, like s- some of the, like not every song sounds the same. So that's, there's some genre kind of bleeding from one to the next, but it's been fun for sure. This next, uh, part, what we like to do with first time guests is a kind of get to know you thing and uh, it's just called uh, favorite things. And so we're going to give you a word. You just tell us your favorite thing. Now, this is where the interview can kind of get a little off the rails. Sometimes Uh, this is where we are known as the Christian TMZ. You know, we're asking you crazy questions like favorite ice cream flavors, things like that. So. All right. This is very broad, but what is your favorite food? Peanut butter. Bueller. Interest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peanut butter. Okay. Goodness. I don't know. I like a lot of food. I would say... <laughs> I would say just a good... Okay, here we go. Chicken and waffles is probably my favorite My favorite food, if I had to pick. Mm. That's, that's one I could go down with. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Jared over here, you know, from New Orleans, and he says peanut butter. Come yeah, on, dude. now. <laughs> I mean, I I grew I grew up on the stuff, so it's not you know it's it's different. It doesn't doesn't have that you know that same shine as, as somebody who's not from there. So I kind of I, I grew up with uh, oh, yeah. I grew up with gumbo in my bottle, you know. So it wasn't wasn't it's not really that special to me. <laughs> <laughs> what what is your all's favorite movie? Mm. So this is one where I probably can't answer it correctly or or with one thing, because if you know anything about me, Jared can attest to this. I am kind of a a movie nerd. Anything with movies, comic books, anything like that, um, I have an issue (laughs) because I love movies, man. (laughs) Like, I watch movies all the time, so 
probably for me right now, it would be anything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I am, I've always loved those things since I was younger into now with comic books and all that stuff. So anything in the MCU is what would, my pick would be currently. Yeah, I, I would say, um, <clears throat> I would say the original Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, like the first three. Any one of those. Uh, yeah. Well, we might be looking for a new, another one, hopefully. So, <laughs> I'd be good with that. Me too. All right. Favorite show to binge? <laughs> I mean, Jared, you said it right yeah, in the beginning. I, I, you I said know, that you watch know, it all the I'm time. Thinking, like, is that my favorite show to binge? Though, I mean, obviously, so there's the office, <laughs> but I mean, I'm also like, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Parks and Rec. I love New Girl. I love. I mean, there's there's a lot of like fun, like easy easy watching comedies like that are all kind of in that similar genre. Yeah. That I could just have on the background all yeah. day long. Full, you know. Full House. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I I guess I mean for the sake of this, I, I'm a, I guess I'll say The Office. I mean, I probably have watched The Office more as just like a TV show in the background that I can just binge or whatever than any other. So I'll I'll say The Office. Yeah. So. With my nerd showing again, I would say Dragon Ball Z or Avatar The Last Airbender. I usually watch Avatar The Last Airbender through uh, the whole series through once a year. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm a nerd, man. Any of that fantasy stuff, I'm game. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, though, that's, that's, that's killer. Do you, do you guys have a favorite artist of all time? Yeah, for, for me, it's going to be John Foreman, just a, from a, strictly from an artist's perspective. Um, there's there's no yeah. artist who's influenced me more as a human and also as a musician than John Foreman. A new way to be human. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> Definitely. Um, for me, I'm going to say uh, Rascal Flatts is probably my all-time favorite artist or group. Um, I've just always love their music and still listen to it today so that's that's what i think it's hard to beat gary all right now this one yeah this one could this one could be the same answer maybe but what it uh your dream duet hmm. dream duet um oh man it, I mean, it, it certainly for me it could be John Foreman for sure. Like playing on stage and doing a duet, that would be that would be pretty phenomenal. But man, I mean, oh no, 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 no. It's it's it would be living, living or dead. Okay, so good. so it would be it would either be Jimi Hendrix or Stevie Ray Vaughan because as a as a guitarist. Uh, now I, I'm not saying I could go like chop for chop with those guys, but but man, yeah. <laughs> being, being on stage with them and just and like having that energy and just oh, that would be that'd be incredible, be incredible. I would say yeah. Michael Bolton would be my pick. Ooh. More so because yeah, also I another just... person I I couldn't go. Go ahead. Well, it would be more so, more so, or the fact that I would just be like, want to watch him sing that close up and be like, man, you're so good. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't even care if I sang just to be there. You know, like that would be the thing. 
Yeah. Now, Michael Bolton, long hair phase or oh, short long, hair long phase? Long hair for me. Long hair for me. Yep. Well, so, you know, <laughs> there was this reality show that was on a couple years ago where they had these songwriters come out and they would sing songs. I don't remember the name of it, but it was like brand new people and then I guess older people. And so I'm watching it and the guy's like, here's our next contestant, Michael Bolton. And I was like, oh, is this just another guy with the same name? No, it was Michael Bolton. He comes out all old and everything and just completely kills this new song that he had written. And I was like on live television and I was like, Mm. man, this guy's still got it. I mean, he's just as good now as he was back then. It's crazy. He's got to be one of the best male vocalists of all time. He is so good. So good. Do you guys have a favorite ice cream flavor? Pecan, and cream. (laughs) That one was quick, both at the same time, too. (laughs) That's easy. (laughs) All right. All right. You have a favorite podcast? Um, Again, I'll say this again. My nerd is showing... There is a podcast called the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. That's what I listen to on long trips and uh, things like that. So that's mine. Um, so I guess I can show a bit of my nerd as well. So what I tend to like geek and nerd out on, like outside of like music and gear and that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I, I also love like the financial world um, from an investment st- perspective, and so I uh, there's a podcast called Bankless that I, I really enjoy. Is there a favorite Christian music podcast that you guys like and enjoy? I like um, I've listened to uh, the Seth Mosley Made It in Music podcast quite a bit. I listen to that one every once in a while, mm. so I've enjoyed that one. You know, well, let me ask again. Uh, do you guys have a favorite Christian music podcast that you all listen to? I mean, the Christian music guy there's podcast a, has to be up there, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's these, there's these two brothers. Uh, they, some, some kind of Christian music podcast or something. Like that, but yeah. Ah, man. So, so Cody, I'm I'm, I'm kind of uh, intrigued. Do you listen or or watch, I guess, any of the Tested or, like, This Is Only a Test, the Adam Savage podcasts or show that he does? No, I've never, I've never watched any of those. Okay. They, they, they kind of get into the, they'll talk, you know, um, Marvel verse or they go through it all. Um, but they, they, I mean, you know who Adam yeah. Savage is, right? Yeah. Guy from Mythbusters. Um, so that podcast, they go through like a lot of different things, um, as far as like what's going on in the, can you call it the nerd world or sure. tech world? Well, now that I know about it, I'll definitely <laughs> All that stuff. check it out. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really good. Now do you guys have a favorite Bible verse? Yeah. Um, let me, let me, uh, I will. Okay. Mm, okay. There's two. There's, uh, yeah, there's two. I would say either, 
I would say first John two chapter nine or no first John chapter one chapter first John chapter two verse six. <laughs> um, it's uh, anyone who claims to be in Christ. It's in the yeah, Bible. In the, it's in the Bible. <laughs> it's the book of Lamentations or something. Um, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's um, (laughs) anyone who claims to be in Christ must also live as he did. And the reason that that verse, I was also, there's also a verse that's in, uh, it's in Colossians, but it's much more, um, it's much more like um, religious, if you will. It's much more like theology based, but this one is, this one's more podcast based. So I'll share this one. But yeah, first, first John chapter two, or first John two, two, six is anyone who lives in Christ. uh, anyone who claims to live in Christ must also live as, as Jesus did. And the reason, this has been like, even since like a teenager, I've, I've always remembered this first because it is such a, like a daily challenge to me that like, if I am to, to claim Christ, if I'm to claim, you know, this religion and this life, this faith, this walk, that there is a, there is a demand upon my life and who, you know, w- what I do and how, how I act, how, w- what I believe um, what I say, I mean, how I live, there's a demand upon that to live as Christ lived. And so it's, um, it is like a, uh, a stern challenge for me every day. Um, and I would say it's impacted me as much as any other verse, um, in, in the, in the Bible. Uh, mine is pretty simple. I'm just a Romans three twenty three guy for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I think that for me, it's just kind of the reminder that, man, no matter where you are in life, no matter who you are, like, we all mess up. We've all got problems. None of us are perfect. And that's where I try to keep my mindset of, like, no matter who you are, what you've come from, like, I've messed up too. and But I, it helps me want to have that drive to tell people more about Jesus because I know we all mess up from time to time and we all go through things. And it just encourages me to realize that yeah. in each and every person and and want to share with them, whether it's from the stage or, or wherever, um, about what he's done in me. And because I'm not perfect either. And I just I love telling people about that and coming from that perspective. Well, you all passed. Favorite things is over and done with <laughs> and no wrong answers were given. Nice. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what is next for you all and how can our listeners keep up with you? So we've got, um, yeah, we've got, we've got shows, we've got shows (laughs) coming up, um, a few festivals and some different things like that. Some camps, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, new music. We have a new song coming out on June 2nd. It's a remix of more than ever the song we mentioned earlier. So it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like a hype dance party version, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then some more yeah. music in the next few months as well that we'll be sharing. So lots of cool stuff going on in the After Grace camp. Um, man, if people just follow us on our socials, at After Grace Band is the handle. So that would be for TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Um, they just catch us on there, and we'll be updating and, and telling people about what's going on as things get closer. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Now, Jared, Jared, are you right? You um, slapping the guitar on that? Oh yeah. Dance oh moves? yeah, dude. For 
I'm I'm doing all of that, like no doubt. <laughs> I'm slapping the guitar. I'm I'm mixing. I'm I'm mix, scratching the records. You know, I'm I'm, I'm doing it all, bro. I'm doing it all. To wrap up, we'd like to see if you guys be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life, maybe even recently, that would help build our listeners' faith. For me, yes, I've yeah. just oh, go ahead, oh, Cody, go ahead. Oh well, for me, I've just seen God um, continue to help me uh, grow my faith and trust in Him through the through that traumatic experience of losing Dad and going through that, and still still having questions about things, but. But in all of it, I'm still seeing God open doors and do things that I don't think would happen otherwise. It would have to be a crazy coincidence if so. So, you know, I'm just seeing my faith grow more and more. And so my encouragement would be like, man, when you go through something like it's going to be hard, but ask those questions. God wants you to ask him those questions. He'll answer and he, he, he may answer in ways you don't see and you don't understand at first, but he's there for us and we just have to trust him. And that's what I'm learning and it's helping me grow every day. So I just want people to know that you got to trust and, and go to God with whatever you got because he's ready for you. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, I, so what I would say, you know, what, what God is showing me and, and really dealing with me and I'm kind of, you know, been, I've been wrestling with even so much lately is, um, you know, like there is a, like, there's, um, there's like this divide as, as a, a man and as, as, you know, a Christian, but also like as a responsible person, I guess, to, you know, um, live by a certain code, right? Like, so, um, you know, providing for your family and making sure that you, are checking all the boxes that you should. And, you know, I've, I have a wife and five kids. And so like, I feel the responsibility of all those things and whatnot, but a lot of times like life has a way of kind of putting you into a particular box and that particular box may not be what God has designed your life to be. Um, and, uh, and for the, you know, in the name of responsibility or in the name of status quo, even you can miss out on, something spectacular that God is wanting to do in your life. And, and, you know, God is sovereign and everything that, everything that happens in our lives, he's, he's ordained and he's allowed to come. But I do believe that God has a particular purpose for every soul that he has ever created. Um, And it it is a, it is a phenomenal purpose that has such great measure and value. And, but, but it is our responsibility to, to catch that vision and that dream that, that, um, you know, that design that he has for us. And, um, what God has been wrestling with me about is letting go of, um, of the status quo or what I, I feel, uh, responsibility says that I should do and be and, uh, perform and chase after like the big God things, like chase after the big God dreams, because like, man, that that's like, that is where, the ultimate fulfillment comes from when we are like living in our purpose and walking in that there is a fulfillment that is unlike anything else you could do in your entire lifetime. 
and uh, and some it is it, there's 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 always faith that's required to step out into those waters, right? And I think God is just wrestling with me to to have that faith to step out into those waters and to not be afraid, you know, uh, but trust Him because this is this is His plan, this is this is His purpose for my life, and so I would encourage you know any listener who's battling with you know the similar thing of what is my purpose or um, or should I pursue this or, or not? Um, and I, I would just, I would encourage you, like, let faith win and let fear lose for sure. Yeah, that's good. Well, Cody, Jared, thank you all so much. Really appreciate you all just opening up, being, you know, being vulnerable and helping our listeners out. Um, yeah. You all can catch After Grace, Cody and Jared. Be sure to follow them at After Grace Band. That's is that it. right? On all socials. Also, be sure if you have not listened to It's Okay, Feel This Way, their latest single, do it because legitimately it is a great song um, with so much passion and meaning behind. And more than ever, if uh, you guys are putting the final touches on your remix, I have a wonderful idea. Once you get Michael Bolton on on board and Dude. do a hologram, hologram of Jimi let's Hendrix, go, do a guitar solo. Let's go, man. I'm just saying, let's do it. That, you, if you have oh, those yeah. hookups, bro, like send them our way, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll live, we'll live premiere it on on uh, on the show. We'll live premiere on the Christian Music uh, uh, Guys podcast. We'll live premiere it right here, man. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix might be a little hard to yeah. get, but uh Michael Bolton's probably just as hard. I'll be just as hard. Yeah. Uh, nah, yeah. He, he's on cam- he's on cameo. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice, nice. We'll just get AI Jimmy. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're good. Well thanks, dear listener, and thank you after Grace. Be sure to subscribe our podcast wherever you may listen you're listening on apple rate and review our podcast check us out on all social media platforms at christian music guys check out our website christianmusicguys.com there you will find our latest blogs and all of our episodes thank you so much we will see you next time